0: Every person is facing this crisis with a different level of difficulty, and it requires each one of us to call out the leader in us.
1: Hi, I'm Brent Love, and welcome to episode 20 of You and Me and Everyone We Know, an audio diary made by everyday people living through the COVID-19 pandemic. Whether you're listening to this right now or you're a guest on this podcast, you are a part of a community. I say it every episode. You are not alone. Thank you for taking time to listen, time to connect, and time to remember that we're all in this together. Episode 20. 20 episodes, people. So far, we've talked to a bunch of people, 45 actually in total, from nine different countries. 18 different states and 31 towns or cities these are hard days but I really do feel more connected because of the vulnerability of people and what we are all learning together and how we're moving forward today is another great conversation Now, normally episodes come out on Tuesday, but as promised, when I get a chance, I'm throwing in a few bonus episodes here and there. So today, I'm super excited to talk with Paula. Paula is a member of a writing group I'm part of at the Loft Literary Center in Minneapolis. Paula grew up in a very small town in Brazil, and on her website, she shares part of her story. She says, Growing up in Brazil in extreme poverty, I was abandoned by my mother, never met my father, and was raised by my illiterate grandmother. She told me I wouldn't succeed in life. Yet, even as a child, I knew I was born for much more. In so many ways, Paula has stayed true to her dreams. She's built a life in the US working in money management firms and eventually found her way to Minnesota, where she's raising a family with her husband. Months ago, Paula left her nine-to-five job to pursue a calling as a life coach. She was seven months into building a brand new business when the pandemic hit in March. Hi, Paula.
0: Hi, Brent. Good afternoon.
1: Uh, It's so good to have you on the podcast. Thank you for coming on and joining me in this project. It really means a lot. What does your life look like right now? In relation to COVID nineteen and the coronavirus.
0: Oh right. And it's uh, that's like a short question that I wish I could give you a short answer. <laughs> but I, I feel that I don't have a short answer. For me, what this time is is meaning to me and the the impact that is 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 having. So I have shared with you, you know, in the past, Brent, that for one, I grew up in the middle of nowhere in Brazil with a dream of coming to this country. And I have had the the gift of living in the United States for the past 22 years. I have been mm-hmm. very lucky to have had a you know, stable and very successful career on the investment uh, economic side of the business working with. Um, you know, large companies like Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, and BlackRock. And then last summer, I made the decision that I would stop complaining about not feeling fulfilled or always being so stressed out working, you know, 70 plus hours a week. And that I would follow what I believe and what I know it's my calling to be an empowerment speaker and a life coach. So over the past seven months, that's what I have been doing. I have been taking a couple of courses, but most of my time it has been spent on building a business. Now, keeping in mind that I don't have a, I have not had a bone in me up to lately, that would be like the entrepreneurial, you know, bone of building a business. So anyway, um, For me, because of where I grew up in extreme poverty in Brazil, and then I had financial security where I was in my previous career. And then for me to have made the jump, I have had this pressure of like, you have to build this business and you need to build quickly, right? Yeah. And so this pandemic... For me, it has meant uh, one is like a massive step on the break of me building my business because half of my business is tied to speaking and conferences and all of those things have been canceled.
1: Wow. And
0: then most people that would even consider like hiring a coach, they have not. Put that on there, and I would not perhaps put right in the top three things in your priority list right now. When when you're trying to keep your jobs, when you're trying to provide for your family, right? Not lose your home. Yeah. Um, so so this this uh, phase for me it has meant a phase of like, oh my goodness, like how long is it gonna now take for me to build. Um, this business and of course I have spent more money than made money over the past seven months of just trying to build a website and business cards you know like all of those oh, details yeah. and so then I also feel that I have been dealing with the feeling of guilt because I'm like Paula shut up like you are healthy you did not contract the virus your family know, is healthy, your husband, in despite of the stress, which by the way, Brent, my husband is a financial advisor and the stock market has gone like bananas, right? Yeah. Um, So he has been, of course, working very long hours and stressed out. So he leaves the house at 6 a.m. and he doesn't come back until late at night. So Mm. I have found myself in a situation that I am like, Really trying to figure out how can I continue to build my business, but then now I'm having to homeschool pretty much my kids. I have a fourth grader and an eighth grader, and they know more about school than I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so, uh, so then, and boys these days they are addicted to technology and gaming. Even knowing that we have had very strict rules in our house. But because of if I am in a coaching session, they easily they stop really doing their schooling and they start gaming. So I feel like while I hear parents, um, people talking about this is a time that you can treasure time with family. I have felt so guilty because most of the time with my kids, we are just like fighting about something. Right. Did you do your homework? No, you did not clean up. Um, and so anyway, so I feel that it has been um st- stressful. I do feel guilty that I would like to be more of a fun mom for them and not as stressed. Uh, but everywhere I turn, um, I do feel that I'm faced with a stress and guilty for feeling bad about my situation when I actually probably shouldn't be feeling bad. And then the last thing that I want to add is is the fact of I am, um, I don't know if it's empathetic is is the word. I don't know if that's the right word, but I do feel like my calling in life is to help and support people from all walks of life. Hmm. So that makes very hard for me building my business because if you ask me now, Even if someone said, which I have had instances in the past couple of weeks, not many, but uh, less than a handful of where people said, Paula, how much would you charge to help me with this? Um, I could not offer them like, you know, a number because my heart is already hard enough in great times for me to give people a quote. Now it's kind of like, it's like a knife that is cutting through my stomach and my heart. So, which I know I'm doing the right thing that is volunteering my um, services and I will continue to do so. But then from a home front, they're like, you're working so many hours because I'm coaching a lot of people, you know, at pro bono work. And they're like, and you're so stressed out and you need to be focused on us, right? And, and I'm trying to focus on them, but also, because I know that my kids will be okay, but the people that I'm helping, whether they're veterans, whether they're single parents, they're people that, are, um, that they are reliant on government help. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so all of those things have added to my, to my sadness and anxiety of feeling that I'm not helping as many people as I should be helping and not only should, as I want to help because of trying to balance it all. Sorry for the long answer, but that's kind of um, a...
1: Don't be sorry. I feel like you're doing so much. I mean, it's, it's so clear to me from what you said. It's like you're doing so much and yet kind of with what you face in your life, with all the people that you could help, it feels like you can't catch up. Does that is that the right feeling?
0: Yes, yes. That I like just today I had four different w- w- one was an email, three texts of you know people that know me and they know about my heart and they're like Paula, can you talk with so and so like you know these and people are dealing with specific you know problems and for me I have actually not only have a hard time but I don't want to say no because I'm like, I, if they, I truly believe that if they did not believe I was the best person to help the individuals that they had in mind, they would not have called me. And I, I do believe what? that there is no coincidence. Hmm. And um, so when I talk with, you know, people that sometimes they're like, I have so much time in my hands and I'm bored at home. Um, And for them, they're in pain. They're not saying this like, oh, this is paradise because they are bored and they're in pain. For me, like what is creating pain for me is is quite the opposite of not having enough time so I could help as many people as I can help right now. And, And on top of it, not feel guilty that perhaps I'm not being the best mom as I could be. Just because I feel like I wasn't kind of like cut out to be a typical parent, which is when I say typical, I don't want to take anything away from my dear friends that stays at home. Because I, yeah. I would say from your superhero parents, those that have the patience and... Yeah, those they, are like the
1: mega parents. Yeah, you know, the like mega those are-
0: parents. And I feel like that is... I was not born. I don't feel that I have the the skills or the patience. And then I, I I feel bad for my kids. I'm like, you deserve the better mother to be with you at home, like baking cookies during this time,
1: hmm.
0: um, which there has not been. Um, I, they know that You're not I love baking them. cookies. <laughs> yeah, I'm not baking cookies because <laughs> here's the other thing that I want to tell you too, Brent. That is, hmm. I was telling a friend. A week ago, I told her because she bakes like these marvelous cakes and cookies. And I told her, I said, you know what? There are some things that I cannot afford to have happen. One is to eat my way through the coronavirus pandemic. <laughs> 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 and I can easily do that, like drink my way, um, mm-hmm. you know, worry my way. And so there are a few things that I'm like on the food side. I know that, that will I will be completely out of control.
1: Well, I, um, I I I say that I'm baking cookies for my daughter, which is always a lie.
0: <laughs> I'm always baking
1: cookies for myself. <laughs> I actually um, came down uh, this morning, What um, or, or, or was it this morning? I thought yes. I came down from breakfast, and I thought I need to make cookies today. I just had this feeling I need to make cookies today, and uh, I think this is a symptom of <laughs> of needing to self soothe. So I'm right oh. there with you that I'm in, I'm in danger of, uh, I don't know. Is it danger? I'm not sure, but certainly I can, uh, I could eat a dozen cookies probably every day of this stressful time for sure.
0: Oh, for the little that I know about you, I feel that you have more self-control than I do.
1: Nope. <laughs> All right.
0: So I'm surprised by that.
1: You're going to have to come over to my house, Paula. You'll see, you'll see, uh, the stashes of cookies and, uh. Mm. I, I'm, I love sweets this is this is one of my number one things now i'm not like a candy person i like uh i like Baking. cookies yeah yeah and i don't i don't mm. particularly like to bake if i'm honest i like to eat things other people have baked <laughs> um i have okay so you are under a lot of stress and it feels like you've got the new business anxiety you've got the mom anxiety You've got the, um, what would I say? I would say maybe the empathy, kind of humanitarian anxiety. And you've got the job anxiety too. This is a lot of anxieties right you now. Your you're life.
0: sounding like a coach right now, Brent, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: <God>. Maybe this <laughs> is why it's we've always got along so well. Okay? Well, I'm just, I'm just like, what's, um, it? I'm like, how, how are you gonna make it? Because this could be months of, of this coronavirus stuff. I mean, it's all, it's changing so fast every day. And I will tell you, as someone who, who recently started, you know, doing my own business of, you know, communications consulting um and wanting to do to put my own voice out there a lot like you. I mean, we're both in this writing class together because we want to put our voice out there. Is we feel like there's a pull to put our voice out there and to do it in a way that's that feels right. Is it, would you agree?
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: And so I I feel like a little bit of a kindred spirit because I have, you know, freelancing communications work is not easy to come by at this point in time. Um, And the uncertainty of the future, my own personal business is also scary. It's just a scary time. And I don't know. I, I think for those of us who are in that place, it feels like we're in a little bit of a holding pattern waiting to see what, how this is all going to shake out. And if we're all going to have to go get, you know, nine to five jobs in a business somewhere. Do do you feel that sometimes? I feel that, I guess. Maybe I'm projecting.
0: No, no, you're not projecting at all. It's just kind of like the unknowns, right?
1: So how are you dealing with unknowns? Like what do you do?
0: Well, I I don't know if I have the best answer for you, but what I can share with you is if you had interviewed me three weeks ago or two weeks ago, or even last week, which um, when we were in our writing class yesterday, I don't think you um, heard when I shared, I have had, I think like from the stress, I started having some issues with vertigo. So oh, no. even being on V, I'm so glad that we are having this on a call because when I am on video, like I'm having a lot of headaches because we are now, we are all right. Being kind of forced to be more on video than usual. Yeah. Um. So anyway, why I'm sharing this with you is that because I, I, had to, I ended up seeing a doctor last week with these issues with vertigo, which I could not believe that I found someone that was willing to see me with everything that is going on Mm -hmm. is I left that clinic while I know physically what I need to do is like limit how much I am doing, you know, video calls and all of that. But what I realized when I was driving home that I had like something in this voice or my intuition, just saying to myself, like, Paula, you have to do what you have been telling your coaching clients to do. Hmm. And was interesting, and the things that came to me, and I, I have been sharing some of those things with some of my coaching clients. One is I remember one of the first books that I read when I came to the US, and I was learning. I wanted to read like the top 10 business books in America. And one of the books mm-hmm. that I read was The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People mm-hmm. by Stephen Covey. And mm-hmm. he introduced the concept on that book of, of the circle of influence. And, and, what it, and the picture that he drew, even if you Google, right? The Circle of Influence by Stephen Covey is that imagine three circles and one inside of the other. The Mm -hmm. larger circle are the things that we have concerns about it. And imagine like you and I and the rest of the world can come up with billions and trillions of things that we are concerned about it.
1: That circle is very big for us right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And the second circle are the things that you can influence. And the circle that is the bonsai circle right in the middle, of the third circle, mm-hmm. those are the things that you can not only influence, but you have full control over. Mm. So, and what I have been telling my clients, which I was not practicing, is like Paula, draw your own circle. So I went through this exercise this past Saturday, and I drew the three circles inside of the other of each other and i I said, "What are the things that are concerning to me, and like for an example, you and I just talked about one concern is that i if if my business doesn't succeed at some point I will be forced to get a normal job again, right yeah so so what are the things that I can influence and i i and I wrote it down, I can influence my kids, my friends, I can influence the spread of the virus. I cannot, I, I have the concern about the virus, but I can definitely influence that. Mm-hmm. But then on the things of control was like my mindset, how I am sleeping and eating and exercise, my um, how positive I am, how grateful I am, like my routine on a daily basis. So since I did that over this weekend, it's kind of like eating my own cookie. <laughs> so I said, Paula, all right, where are you spending most of your time? Are you focusing on the things you can control or the things that you're worried about? And, there, and the things that I worry about, the list is longer than the things that I have um, control over. And so that is one thing that I am doing is focusing on what I can control and also is The things that I can influence. But if I cannot control or nor have any influence, then it's like, don't waste your time there. The second thing that I have shared with some clients, and I have been, and I don't have an answer for you necessarily right now, but is I always have talked with clients about the importance of asking ourselves powerful questions. And Mm -hmm. when we ask ourselves powerful questions, We are more likely to get quality answers. And those answers should be what we use to help us be more intentional, especially these days. So the two questions, and I have as a goal this week to come up with my statements, the answers to these questions, is the first question is, how do I want to show up during this crisis for the people I serve or the people that I lead, right? Right. And for me, I, first of all, I'm leading myself, I'm leading my family, mm-hmm. um, I, the people that I serve, are my clients, or the people that I have been volunteering my coaching hours. So for me, like that's a very important question. How do I want to show up? And then the second question that I have asked clients, but I have to answer myself, is what regrets will I have when this crisis is over? I believe that the time to get ready for winter is not day one of winter, it's doing fall time. And the time to be addressing regrets is not once this crisis is over. It's very important to be thinking about that right now. So while I have not been doing great, as I shared with you earlier, but I do believe that a combination of focusing on what I can control and influence and having clarity where I can, my goal is that when I see you next time, Brent, or even when we talk in our class mm-hmm. next time, that when you ask Paula, how do you want to show up? Is that I can say to you, like, you know, I want to show up. And I would say right now, I would say that the answer would be uh, exceedingly patient and giving. Exceeding, mm-hmm. patient, and giving. I feel that I have been delivering on the givings front, but I have not been delivering on the patience side. I have not been patient with myself um, and, frankly, with the people that I love the most, right? Because when you're mm. you're tense, it's hard for you to be patient. Wow. And overall, I, I really want... Because as of right now, if this crisis ended, Brent, today, I would have regrets. Mm. And that is... um. I don't want to necessarily dive into that right now with yeah, you. Of but So for me, I feel that one of my goals for this week, and I set as a goal that by the end of the day, Saturday, is that I would have my list of regrets, at least be aware of what they are. I already know, but I want to be more thoughtful. And I want to come up with my show up statement and just ask, a handful, maybe a couple of my closest friends and just say, you know, I asked myself these questions or this, I did this exercise on what I can control and influence. And this is what I'm, how I'm going to choose to show up. And these are the regrets that I want to work on minimizing. Can you check in on me, right? Or can you hold me accountable? And I know that these friends that I have, they will be eager to help me. So I really appreciate Brent, your questions to me. Because guess what? Now Hmm. I I am being held accountable even by you and and more people I share my intentions, right? It's very easy to say to ourselves and then we just erase and come up with a different intention. Um, So thank you for asking me the questions that you asked because ultimately it's going to help me be more intentional will help me make better decisions and the better decisions that I will make. That means that I will feel better, better than I have been feeling over the past month. And the people that I serve and especially, especially the family that I love uh, will be grateful and all because you asked me the right questions. Thank you.
1: Paula. Wow. Wow. I just, I have to say, uh, there, multiple times while you were talking, I got like this wave of chills. Um, one, uh, I'll start with the last one first, which is, um, I love the idea of cr- creating intentions and sharing them right now. This idea of sharing your intentions for this time with the people in your life, and really looking deeply at what you intend to do with this time, not to abide it, but to use it. I think it's really powerful. And I just think, um, what do I want to be held accountable for? And more more importantly, like, like you said, like there's a lot of people who are kind of sitting back and thinking about this time and trying to make sense of it. but, it's a different act to go to other people and, and to talk to them and say this is what I want to use this time for and to have them remind you of that in a week or two weeks. Um, I don't know. I feel, I, feel, I feel like that's really powerful. Are you still there?
0: No, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> I just wasn't. I was, I was feeling your words.
1: Hmm. Because I think, um, well, so let me back up a little bit farther to how you got to those intentions. I haven't read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and I don't know those habits But I love this idea of circles. It's the first time I've ever heard of it. I'm going to actually do it. Um, I'm going to, you know, between the two of us, I feel like we can find a helpful link that will allow the people listening to find this for themselves. Um,
0: Oh, absolutely. I will um, send you a couple of uh, things that could be uh, useful for your listeners.
1: I think that would be awesome because... um, really focusing on the things that you can control and the and the things that you really want to do today i mean i'm thinking of my son right now and my daughter is two my son is 10 months old Uh, my daughter is old enough now to run around the house to be very active to initiate the things that she wants to do with her time which i love it's a beautiful thing it takes a lot of my attention to make sure she's not climbing on, you know, some, she has no no safety at this point. I saw her on
0: a video uh, (laughs) a week ago and I could see that Phoebe, right? She has a lot of energy. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And she wants, she wants things and she, you know, like we all do. And um, she doesn't know about height and falling and um, stubbing your toe and all, you know, whatever, all these things. So she takes a lot of my attention and, my poor son Casper doesn't need as much of uh, as much attention. He doesn't, he's not able to activate a lot of the things that he wants, nor does he know a lot of the things he wants. And so I that I thought as you were talking about these circles um, of things that you can influence and things that you can control and the concerns you have, I am concerned that I will get through this time with both my kids at home and I won't know my son as well as I know my daughter, and because I'm spending more time watching her, and there are things that I can control. I can sit down in the playroom with my son for an hour every day, and just give him attention. My, you know, my my daughter actually at a, we she watches Sesame Street at eleven o'clock every day. Right <laughs> we have a routine. And that, but uh, you know, that's time that I usually spend. You know, Casper will be in the playroom, Phoebe's watching TV, and I can go in the kitchen and clean it. And I, as you were talking, I was like, you know, I don't necessarily want the story of this time to be that I had a clean house the whole time. I think it's more important to me that I got to know Casper really well and Phoebe, um, and I don't want to miss that. And and I want to, and I, and I can control that. And I don't know if we're going to get sick, and I don't know what's going to happen to our jobs, and that's a different story, <laughs> you know. Uh, so I'm not sure, but I love, I love that, and I would like to write that all down and and to revisit it through throughout this whole pandemic process we're in. I really appreciate you talking about that.
0: No, no, absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity, and then uh, and also because even knowing that you did not sign up for it, you're now part of my accountability partner.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm really excited to know what your uh, what your circles are and and how you want to be, you know, held accountable to the things you want to do and the things that you want to leave behind, I guess.
0: No, absolutely. I will actually send you a photo of my circle. I put it on oh. PowerPoint and everything.
1: Also, <laughs> awesome. I love that. I want
0: it and I love colors, you know, so it's like I put it like one circle in blue, the other one in orange, the other one in yellow, and I know that sounds silly, but for me, if I make more visually appealing, then I will look at it more often. And I have it, yeah. I printed it yeah. and I put it right on the wall in this area I love in that. the house that I work from.
1: Well, and you know, I was also thinking about these circles, um, and uh, how useful they might be to sit down and talk to my husband, you know, and, and to, to help us kind of talk through the things we're concerned about and what we actually think we can do about them as individuals and as a family. And I really want to do that too. So I'm going to take that away from this conversation too.
0: (laughs) No, absolutely. And, um, And as I I feel, I'm
1: feeling coached, Paula. I'm feeling very coached.
0: Oh oh my God. And I feel coached (laughs) by you too. And if you come across anyone, right? Like for me, my calling is to serve. And Mm. that is very important. I have had so many people that have gone out of the woodwork to help me throughout my life. And, and I know that we have opportunities to help people throughout our lives but then there are real massive um, opportunities. And for me, I feel that how people are hurting these days and how people are being impacted. And every person, right, as you know, as you interview people, people are being impacted in different ways. Some people is financial. Some people is emotionally. Um, you know, some people is physically and it's very um some people is like in all areas which is devastating mm-hmm. um so it's um the work that you're doing i just want to say thank you again for giving me the opportunity to be part of a beautiful work and thank you for the questions that you asked and thank you for really like being the leader like you like it takes leadership it takes vision To be proactive and execute an idea when most people, all we want to know is to hide. And you clearly, Brent, you're not hiding at all. So thank you for your leadership at a time that I can imagine that is very difficult for you and your family as well.
1: Thank you for saying that. That means a lot to me. And, um, I don't think, I haven't thought of myself in that way, making this podcast. Um, it feels like a gift to me to be able to do it. Uh, and, and I hope that anyone listening is, is just getting the same kind of comfort I get from it, which is um, that everyone's going through something right now and we all have our strategies to get through it and we can share them with each other and we can be there for each other in small and big ways, all day, every day. There's lots of opportunities, like you said, um, and they all add up to change. So Thank I'm, uh, I, I feel very grateful. Um, I do. Um, at the, at the end of every, I mean, we've, we've talked about so much that I feel like this question is almost like a repeat of some of the things you said, but. <laughs> I'll ask it anyway, because at the end of every interview, I ask if you have any words of encouragement for someone who's listening who just might need a little boost right now. Do you have any like final words of encouragement?
0: So my words of encouragement ties to two of my favorite quotes. One is from Martin, Dr. Martin Luther King. Hmm. And one of his quotes is what he says is the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. And for me, when I reflect in this quote is that for some of us, we know that there have been many of you and many people out there that have been hurting for a long time. But for many people, the past few years have been times of comfort and convenience, but times have changed, right? These times are different. And there are many people that we, are, we can never discount, right, how people are hurting. Every person is facing this crisis with a different level of difficulty. And it requires each one of us to call out the leader in us, that we have to be the ones leading ourselves. Yes, you have government leaders, you have the healthcare providers, they're leading us with the resources that they can provide. But at the end of the day, um, we have to leave ourselves to more peaceful waters. So whatever you can do that is in your power to have any hope, to have any impact on your attitude, to have any impact on your mindset, do it. That's what I'm trying to do, as I shared earlier. And I know that you can. And I know that even at times that we feel tired of fighting and tired of just having one other day, locked in for those of you that are at home right some others are working longer hours than ever before because they are providing us with essential services but just Mm -hmm. be kind to yourself and just know that winters don't last forever and summer is right around the corner and I hope that you can stay hopeful and that you can stay positive as much as you can
1: Thank you so much for saying that and uh, for coming on the podcast, Paula.
0: Thank you very much and have a wonderful afternoon.
1: You too. Thank you for listening and a special thank you to Paula for sharing your story and connecting with all of us. If you're interested in investigating your own circle of influence, which Paula talks about in the conversation, Paula shared a few resources with me to put on the post for this episode. The link to the post is in the show notes. And if you want to connect with Paula directly, you can find her at her website, pauladoroff.com. That's p-a-u-l-a-d-o-r-o-f-f.com. And just so we're clear, this is not an ad. I just love Paula, and I know that you'll love meeting her. And if you want to meet another amazing person in the same writing group as Paula and me, listen to Sushmi's episode of this podcast, which is linked in the show notes, or just go to heybrantlove.com and find episode 18. If you'd like to help the podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, or Stitcher, and rate and review this podcast. It totally helps, and it's super easy to do. And if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, head over to HabrantLove.com and tap coronavirus podcast on the menu to send me a note or find me on Instagram at And If you feel like someone you know might feel comforted by hearing the voices of everyday people as they share how they're getting through these tough days, please share this podcast with them on Facebook or Instagram. Here's a bunch of love to everyone out there. We'll get through this together.